there. I'm board-certified professional organizer, Kathy Burns. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed for busy entrepreneurs just like you who want to take better control of your business and move forward with less stress and more success. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Organized Energized Podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at thepodcast.organizedandenergized.com. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Organized Energy and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. I'm back and this is Kathy and we are here with Melissa. And yes, let's talk about organizing and money and how it all flows together. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So I know that you are a money coach and you people get into the flow of things. So tell me a little bit about your backstory. How did this all begin? and Why are you here now? Right. Don't we all have our own mess that we start with and then we move into business and that. And I started, I have an undergraduate in accounting and a master's in business. I was managing a $50 million budget at work to the penny. And one day I woke up and I had $75,000 in what I call random things debt. You know, like that's probably like the junk drawer of debt. And it wasn't, wasn't a mortgage, wasn't a car payment. And I had no student loans. And what I realized very quickly was when I was trying to get out of the debt, that there were lots of cookie cutter approaches, but none of them actually got down to the root of what was actually going on. So probably very similar for you in your world when you're like, great, you have a hoarder, you know, we can take all the stuff out of the house, but if we don't fix that piece that's starting and generating the hoarding behavior, we're going to be right back where we were. And that's kind of how I started was it was like, Okay, but wait, there's something else going on. I know how to do this. I do this professionally with an incredibly large number and somehow I'm not able to do it personally. So that is how I started was just getting in the trenches with myself. (laughs) That's quite interesting. I find that happens with a lot of clients. Now I'm going to turn off my video now because we're having some internet issues. So you won't see me, but you'll see (laughs) Teresa's beautiful face. There we go. So what I was saying is that... um, you know, oftentimes we're right, brilliant at our job, our real job, so to speak, and then we get home and what we're able to do at work doesn't really translate into personal. So what did you find out about yourself? How did, what was your big aha moment that helped you shift out of the mess? So I went and tried everything, you know, I tried all these different ways. And what I realized is that it was a cycle. And until I really got in and addressed what was going on with, you know, just basic fight, flight, brain safety, what was going on with emotions, and then practically, you know, am I spending the kind of time that I did at work, you know, in some sliver with my own personal stuff, and I was not. Um, It's like, you know, the mechanic whose windshield wipers don't work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The cobbler says without shoes, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And so it was that bringing it home part that was, okay, how do I do this? What does this look like? And then how do I go out and share this with the world? Because I'm certainly not the only one that struggles with it. Absolutely. So did you quit your real job and now you're doing this full time or what happened with the uh, evolution? The, The evolution of it was I moved out of the position I was in and started working um, in another business. 
And then out of that, I started doing this part-time and I've been doing it for 13 years now and absolutely love it. Started out part-time, moved full-time five years ago and just love this work because it's the place where, you know, like you said earlier, when you were reading the bio, it, when you clean up your money, everything else starts to clean up, right? It's, and I'm sure you see the exact same thing, you know, when you clean up the closet or the junk drawer, like life gets easier. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and everything is a ripple effect. You know, one, one thing will, will cause another thing to be better or worse and via B, right? So really depends. So if you were to do this over again, uh, starting your career, what would, is there anything that you would change? Uh, I think I would give myself more slack a whole lot faster and, mm -hmm. and then really start looking at, you know, in my business, starting it over again, the big thing that I would get a handle on first that, that was kind of the hardest thing for me was my calendar. And once I got control of my calendar and my time, I started realizing that I could see so much, like, I had more time for myself. I had more time for my clients. I had more time for my business. I had more time for fun. I had more time for other people. And it was really getting clear on what that meant around my calendar and how I, how I organized it that really shifted everything for me in terms of what I was enjoying in life, what I was able to do with clients and all like, it was just the huge ripple effect of that. Yeah, parceling out what you're doing, when, when, what day, what time. So, okay, as an organizer, I have to ask, what calendaring system do you use? <laughs> so I use Acuity as the scheduler. Okay. And in that, I have all, it's set up, you know, there are different types of appointments. There are different time links. They have different spaces between them. They can be scheduled on different days so that, you know, Mondays are my days that I work with my business on my business. Yes. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I work with clients. Friday is the day that I have meetings, you know, out in person or, you know, different things like that, the more social day. So setting those up in that way means that Monday I'm doing the, the things that I need to do on my business. Yes. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm in my business. And then Friday I am out in some way, networking, socializing, those types of things. And that freed up so much time because when you put things like things together right but <laughs> put all like things together in a bin and it works and oh, girl you're talking my talk i know it, and it, it really became what i realized was that when i got control of my calendar i got control of my time which also meant you know time is money time is freedom time is enjoyment and so it really began to shift the rest of the things because then I wasn't, you know, rushing to get from one to another, like, why on earth did I do this to myself? Right? <laughs> we all do that in business. Why did I do this to myself? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I always think if you don't know what you should be doing, you know what, you don't know what you didn't do. Right. So having some type of a strategy and overall idea of what you're doing with your week is so huge and so powerful. Um, you know, you can get so much more done if you just simply do that, you know, plan in advance. 
even if things don't come through, because, you know, everybody has the best laid plans and they all fall away sometimes. But again, if you know what you should have been doing, you know what you didn't do, and then you can catch up and, you know, do that. Well, I love it. giving a structure to it. And if the structure, the structure is just kind of a loose structure. And then, you know, the things get moved around because that's life. Yeah, that's life. And, you know, a, a lot of entrepreneurs are nonconformists and they don't want to blow by blow, minute by minute thing. We just want an overall arching idea. Of what should we be doing right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know this because, you know, most of my clients are artistic creatives and they struggle about the, the calendar thing. I absolutely love the idea that you use one day for out and mm-hmm. uh, and make it a Friday. That's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. You know, seeing all your outside appointments together. So you're on the ball, girl. So what's what's the best piece of advice that anybody's ever given you when it comes down to business or even personal life? Well, I think it is understanding the value that each of us brings to the world just by being ourselves. And by being ourselves, then we get to go and do the things that we want to do. And I think it's the value piece that I see most often in clients where they are not understanding their value, not charging their value, not being in their value as themselves personally, and then adding the value that they bring from their work on top of that. I I am in total agreement with that. And, uh, you know, you have to think about what is my hourly rate before you decide if you're going to do that specific type of task or if that's something that is below your pay grade. And I find that even in people who don't work as housewives, they totally undervalue their time and what their time is really worth for themselves, which is why a lot of them are running around burnout. So, okay, so you use a blend of science, behavior, emotions, and understanding. So talk to me about the process when people work with you, what happens happens. So we look at because nothing is in and of itself individual. So when we look at like things that are going on for us with money, we have all the patterns that we grew up with. We have all of the brain patterns, which is when we look at fight, flight, freeze, what's going on when we go into fight, flight, freeze, our whole prefrontal cortex goes dark. So we have no executive function. We have no logic which is how we get, you know, we're like, why did I do that? I don't know why I made that choice. And what happens is all of our logic goes offline. So when we can regulate the autonomic nervous system in that brain science side of things, then we can make better choices. So that's a big piece of this. And then we look at, you know, what are the emotions around money and how are those influencing how we feel about things? Like if we um, really desire relational security, we may make bad financial choices based on trying to make someone else in our relational circle feel better. So we, you know, we start looking at the emotions of it and then we, we get really just into the practical, what are the numbers, what's coming in, what's going out. And I think that's the holistic approach. Whereas most, most times when you come and step in to say, okay, I need to figure out my money. They're like, spend less and save more. (laughs) Just spend less and save more, Kathy. It's fine. Just, you know, (laughs) just do that. And I say, say, well, you know, we have a very equivalent to spend less and save more and that's eat less and exercise more. And that Uh obviously doesn't work because we have a multi-billion dollar diet industry. And if that worked, then it would work, but it doesn't work. And so when we look at money, we need to look at it from a more comprehensive approach. 
Yeah, I'm in total agreement with that, definitely. And I, I love the idea of, you know, let's talk about the autonomic service, you know, your system, like what 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 state are you in when you're making these decisions is so very important. You know, are you tapping into your inner voice or your outer voice? Are you trying to please people? Uh, what's it all about? And yeah, very because succinct. All of that then is how your brain is keeping you safe. And when we when we step back and say, okay, I made these choices, they're not the choices I would make again right now. But when we can see that when we were making that choice, we were in fight flight and our brain was simply trying to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. Then we can take that layer of shame and guilt off of the choice. And when we can take the shame and the guilt off of the choice or where we are right now or what's happened, then we start from a much higher place of, okay, look, that was my brain trying to keep me safe. Now I know that, let me, let me figure out how to make better choices. Absolutely. Because in that, yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm sure when you're working with someone helping them organize and they have like six staplers and they're like, well, I don't, you know, there can be a lot of guilt and shame that comes with that. And if you're like, okay, great, you just weren't organized. Now you're organized, you, you know, you only need one of these five, these six staplers. Yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing, then you allow them to make different choices after the fact. And you don't have to carry the guilt with it. No, there's no judgment. I mean, life happens and we all flow into different types of situations in our life. And that's what this, this podcast is all about. You know, we all have something that we've overcome and it's just what it is. And, you know, the, pro, the, the quest, the big question is, what do you do with it? And how do you transform beyond the, the muck that you get stuck in, so to speak? Right. Yeah, I agree. So you're talking about schedule. So mm -hmm. uh, what, what do you do for your morning routine? What gets you up and going in the mornings and focused? So I love it. So my morning routine is waking up to not an alarm clock. Yes. That was, that was one of the things that was like, okay, if, if I lived a life that I, that was absolutely perfect, I would not wake up with an alarm clock and I would just start my day in a very meandering kind of way rather than like, oh, get up, gotta go, gotta, you know, like have to do all these things. And so my morning routine just starts by waking up when I wake up and that may be early, that may be eight o'clock, that may be nine o'clock. And you know, it's funny because when I started waking up without an alarm clock, now, if I have to set an alarm, I usually wake up like a minute or two before the alarm goes off. It's, it's really a comical kind of thing. But in the mornings I get up, I kind of wander around, do some writing sometimes, do some reading sometimes. I'm a big audible person. So I may turn on an audible book while I have breakfast. Um, it is a very leisurely morning. So I am not super structured in I get up and I do this and this and this and this. Um, I am that entrepreneur that's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to tell me that I have to do 12 <laughs> things before I go do this, you know? And, and it, it's funny because it's when I realized that the less I try to force myself to do those things and the more I just allowed whatever to happen to happen as I started my day, I did the things that I wanted to do when I took the force piece out of it, you have to do this. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's like, they told me I couldn't, that's why I did. And the reverse of that is also true for me. They told me I had to, so I didn't. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it, that freedom is, means everything. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've, I haven't used an alarm clock forever. I set my head is what I say. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, just like you, when you set the alarm clock, when I set my head, I always wake up five minutes before my head tells me it's the alarm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up with that? Uh, that, that, you know, who you don't really need an alarm clock. You can absolutely just set your intention when you go to sleep and when you're going to wake up. Exactly. Um, if you could wake up on the hour, it'd be great. But five till is always a little bit. Why did I do that? But that's just the way my <laughs> head works. Maybe I should start saying, okay, I'm going to get up at 8.05 and see if I actually wake up at 8. I might have to do that experiment. (laughs) Try it out tomorrow morning. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, Okay. So do you have a favorite life life hack that you use? I I do. um, It is my calendar and I color code everything. So um, I have a whole stack of colored pens. Love it everything gets color coded. So that would be the thing that I, it's color coded in my acuity calendar. It's color coded in my eye calendar. It's color coded in my, where all the calendars come together, they are all color coded. And that way I know when I just glance at it, what, you know, what each color means. And that kind of gives me the, the breakdown of my day. I love it. And then you use paper somewhat as well, since you have the markers there. I do. I do. I um, wrote a book, the Align Money Life Activator, that is like it's part calendar. It's part like work through your money stuff, being you know attentive to the things that you want in a day. And so that's where the the paper comes in for me. So my calendar is fully digital. And then each week I go in and in the book, lay out what my week looks like, because I am such a paper person that it was the hardest thing for me was to go digital and do the acuity calendar. And then it was like, okay, but I still need that paper piece because I'm very tactile in that. And again, there's brain science behind that, which you write down physically on pen and paper just goes into your brain in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do both in a kind of modified way. So it only gets to the paper like the week of. Right. And that way it's not confusing. Mm-hmm. You have all this extra miscellaneous duplications of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When an appointment changes and everything, it's just changed. And then there during the week, it's like, okay, this is what I'm working on. This is what's important to me. Right. These, are the, these are the pieces that matter today. Got it. Um, that's great. Okay. So speaking of things like that, do you have something that you're going to offer the guests here? I'm going to try to turn on my video, see if it will actually work. We'll see. Here I am. Uh, what, what are you going to offer the guests? Or the, so, the list here? Mm-hmm. I have a profitable calendar checklist that gives you, you know, a layout of what to think about in like using a calendar like Acuity or laying out your calendar so that you have a way to, to kind of think through the things that most people are not thinking through when it's time to go from paper or, you know, go from just individual there on your phone to sharing your calendar out in the world. Uh, and it's a, just a super easy checklist to go down. It's things like, you know, are you blocking out holidays on your calendar, right? Mm. Because as soon as you share your calendar with the world, that gives people the ability to like put time slots in and like, how far out do you want to do those? And, you know, like, can they schedule this afternoon? No, that's not a wise choice. And how to kind of 
but it, because I mean, when you start doing it, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, oh, well, if I block this day as my day and this day is the day out and this day is, oh, well, this is much easier. Right. It, it begins to lay out just how you like walk through deciding those things. Are you better in the morning? Are you better in the afternoon? Right. If you're like sharpest first thing in the morning and that's when you want to meet with clients, great, then do all the other stuff in the afternoon, if vice versa. And so it gives it's just a nice, easy checklist to walk through the steps of like, what do you need to think about when you're setting up that calendar to make it profitable for your business? Yeah, that's wonderful because everybody should use an online calendaring program. You know, I use Calendly, Acuity, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And, and you're right. You know, if you don't really think about it, then, oh, someone pops in for 15 minutes in the middle of a big thought, pro, you know, project that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Or most importantly for me, I want to make sure that I can get to my Pilates when I'm supposed to get to my Pilates. So I've got to cut off appointments at a specific time or, you know, then health just goes away. So right. I think the checklist is super valuable and I would, I would recommend everybody download it, even if you're using something like that, because I think it's going to kick in your brain, maybe something that you might've forgotten about mm -hmm. what to do to protect yourself on your calendar, because the calendar is a huge tool when used properly and you don't get any surprises. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's either a tool or it's a way that you are abusing yourself because you don't realize, oh, well, you know, I blocked this here and this here. And so now I'm in, you know, I'm driving 30 minutes that way and I'm driving 45 minutes that way. And, you know, yeah. it's one of those, once you figure out, okay, here's a great things to think about, then the calendar actually becomes part of your profitability instead of a liability. Ooh, that's a good quote right there. There you go. <laughs> Let your calendar be profitable. No, because that, I mean, that's the thing is left unmanaged. It becomes a liability rather than an asset. Yes, absolutely. As do most things. Mm -hmm. We can take that all. <laughs> yep. Very, very true. Yeah. Well, uh, make sure to download this checklist. I think it's going to help you a lot. And uh, I really appreciate your time, Melissa. You've been very generous. And uh, I love some of the quotes. We'll put them in down below. We'll also put a link to the website, to the downloads, so you can get to know Melissa a little bit more. Um, so thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more, feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice. Also, if you feel so inclined, I would truly appreciate a good rating from you to me. Have a stellar day.